I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Do you love the Patriots plus three? I love the Patriots plus three. Oh, God. We've just been fired. Oh, God. We've Here goes our fired. distribution deal. It's all there over. goes there goes the ad buy. It's all over. There goes the production company. No chance. We just saved up for a G five. Gone. This is the kind of thing that ends your career. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words. That's impossible to know. Back up the Brinks truck. Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. Today, We'll be going over the entirety of the Week 6 slate. We have a Thursday night lean, a Sunday night lock, maybe even a little London bet from our friends at the West End Gamblers. And then we end the show with the King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here give out five bets you can take on Sunday. Three sides, one teaser, one total. A whole slew of bets coming at you. We've been nailing a couple of these. Almost all of us have a winning record. Dangles, you're doing better. You're doing better, my guy. I have faith in you this week. How are you feeling? Season. It's a long season. I'm feeling good. I'm making my way back. I'm, I'm going to try and make a little bit more money for our listeners and uh, uh, help up my my uh, uh, record this week. But I am, I'm excited. We got a, a decent slate of games. I, I'm... My issue is I'm winless on teasers here still, right. as we discussed in our previous episode. And boy, from the math, there was not a ton to tease. It was great this week. But uh, I think I got one lined up that could actually hit. I'm, I'm kind of trying to lean towards short things. So I'm excited. It's We're getting back on that road towards 500. And, and, and in my defense, I've been pretty damn good at playing props and the primetime games. So if yeah. you're going to bet with me, and uh, you, we may not track that in King of the Coast and whatever. Oh, we track whatever it, baby. The, I track whatever, everything. I know you dangles. track everything. I'm talking talking about in the terms of the points that we keep track of all season so you two can whip out your giant dicks and have a pissing contest at the end of the season about who's the better fucking better but I'm doing pretty damn well in the primetime games doing pretty damn well picking player props so look if you're gonna go with me if you're gonna go with me bet with me in the primetime games Listen, I got you back, Dangles. In fact, in total, you are perfectly 500 right now. You are 17, 17, and 1 in all the bets you've given out on the show. Break even. Prime time, props, everything. 17, 17, and 1. You just need to pick it up on a little bit here, and you'll be a winning gambler. Drew, you are a winning gambler. You're mm. 22, 13, and 1 on the season. All bets given out on this show. 22, 13, and 1. How's the Sharp feeling today on week six? Hey, Sharp's feeling great. Um, I think... As we get into this slate, I think you guys will understand as you become more experienced, more knowledgeable gamblers, these lines are tough pre-flop. Yeah. They're just tough. So 
you really got to try to dig for some value here. You kind of got to go off your power rankings. We are recording, like I've always said, at an undisclosed undisclosed hour. Um, so early you know, enough to give you these, a Thursday game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. These exactly these might change, but for now, I like what I have, and I'll just say this as a little tease to the whole show: Hungry dogs run faster. Uh, yeah, yeah. Myself, I'm doing okay. I'm 20 and 15 on the year. Little things I can improve upon, but as we go throughout the week this week we're starting to garner information from our past bets like hey you don't do well when you bet this thing on the year or hey this team really you don't have a hold or a grip on so far this year i'm already using that knowledge to shape my bets and i think we can all use it to help it out but let's get right into it it's all about the thursday night game it's happening tonight if you're listening to this on the day we put it out there the thursday night lean Dangles, what do we have for Thursday Night Football? Please tell me it's a good one. Should be a good one. I hope it's a good one. It could be a good one, and it could be a blowout. We'll have to see. Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in Philadelphia at the link to take on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. The line right now, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, six and a half points to the Buccaneers. The total in this game is 53 points and the Eagles are a bit of an on and off team they can compete some weeks they got a win last week against a good Carolina team in defense and then then there are other weeks where they just don't show up like week one where they lost to the I'm sorry they did win that game against the Falcons point being we don't know this team very well we don't know which which team is going to show up so I'm very interested to see how they come out and attack this very good Buccaneers defense I'm excited too it's going to be interesting to see how Jalen Hurts shapes up against this defense I think they can be beaten with the pass though and Jalen Hurts and that Philly offense has called a lot of pass plays they don't always pass the ball because Jalen can make moves with his feet but they do call a lot of pass plays do they have the weapons to take advantage of the guys on the cornerbacks there with Richard Sherman and stuff I'm not too sure for my Thursday night lean I'm three and two on the year trying to get back into that winning mode here going back to a player prop and this one was tough because there was a couple that I liked out there especially anything to do with Zach Ertz but did you know that Tampa Bay according to football outsiders is 25th when covering running backs out of the backfield in the passing game. 25th in the league. That is not good. I gave that same stat out for the Baltimore team playing Indy. By the way, Indy plus seven was the best bet I've given out all year. But if you notice, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines out of the backfield ate that Baltimore defense up. Those DVOA numbers are really good when you start to get a few games into the season. So for my player prop, I'm going with a man who plays 75% of the snaps. He might not be doing well on your fantasy team, but that's because they're not really running the ball the way you want them to. They're not going to be able to run the ball in this game, but they'll be dumping it off to Miles Sanders more than a few times to try and get yards, some sort of yards to help Jalen Hurts out. Miles Sanders, over 23.5 passing, receiving yards, is my Thursday night lean. Dangles. You, my friend, are killing the Thursday night leans. You're four and one on the season. Where are you going? I'm going to try to make it five and one here. And I, just really quickly, I don't know if you guys saw this. You mentioned Naheem Himes. Did you guys see the comment he made about what he think, what he says to himself when he goes back to return a punt? He says, no. I, he goes, he says, every time I go back to return a punt, I say, I don't care about my life. Every single time. <laughs> That's a guy you want on your team back there returning punts for you because he's just going to run right into the fray. So I'm going back to uh, uh, the old Chris 
Dell special leaning on a receiver prop here. I have Mike Evans over five and a half catches at plus 125. I think this is really good value for somebody who is a proven favorite target of Tom Brady's. He gets a lot of targets every game. His receiving total has gone over in four out of his five games so far this year against an Eagles defense. I mean, he, you know, the tough part with the Buccaneers is that you might have to line up your top corner on any given number of guys, you know, depending on who's being thrown to you. So Darius Slay, obviously the top corner in Philadelphia, they're going to be plays where he's against AB. There's going to be plays where he's against Godwin. There's going to be plays where he's on Evans. So you can't cover all these dudes at once. Evans is going to get his share. He's going to eat. And I think five and a half is an easy number for him to eclipse in this Thursday night game. Dangles has Mike Evans over five and a half receptions. Dangles, I would try to pick that apart, but you are five and two on the year when taking props, two and oh, when taking wide receiver props. I'm excited for that one. Hopefully you hit five and one. Drew, this is the only part of your game this year where you've been struggling. You're three and three on Thursday night leans. Where are you going this week? Well, boys, you know, I think the reason why I'm struggling is because no real sharps gamble on Thursday night games. So (laughs) that would make sense why I'm like maybe just 500. But I will say, I do feel that this Thursday is an opportunity to uh, get some edge because, listen, we have the Bucks coming in off a great victory, which raised my hand. I was on the complete wrong side of that game against the just pathetic Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about them later with our friends from the West End Gamblers. My God, they're rough. Um, Who, the West End Gamblers number- or the Dolphins? <laughs> but exactly yes. both. Correct, correct, both, A and B. Um, but I think I think this number's right. I think I think Brady. Um, I don't obviously buy into his age as being a factor here. He's obviously proven he defies all logic when it comes to that stuff. But I've seen a lot of sharp money that I respect on the Dolph or sorry on the on the Eagles at plus seven. Now we have six and a half, so I'm going to bet on something that has happened five. I count them five out of five times this year. Regarding Eagles games, I'm going to bet for the Philadelphia Eagles to score last at plus 100. Now, this has happened in all Eagles games all five times this year, and I think the game script of this potential game would make suit. It either is a close game where the Eagles have a chance to win, or it's a kind of catch-me-up where the Eagles have a chance to potentially backdoor or score a meaningless touchdown. It's five for five this year in Eagles games. They have scored last in all five games. Eagles do score last, plus 100, Thursday Night Lean. Well, before we kick it over to the West End Gamblers for the London Lolly, I do have to say, because I am so, such a fan of Tom Brady facts that make your mind, that just blow your mind. Oh, absolutely. Since Tom Brady has been a Buccaneer, they have scored 44 points or more six times so far. Tampa Bay as a franchise before Tom Brady got there scored 44 times, 44 points or more, just six times in 44 (laughs) years. And that's what Tom Brady will do for your offense. But that is it for the Thursday night lean. It is time to kick it over to our friends, the West End Gamblers for the London Lolly. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Tally-ho, good chaps, it is time once again for the London Lolly. We are the West End Gamblers. I am your host, uh, Sir Bartholomew Lloyd Chestnut. As always, I am joined by our resident purse snatcher, Clifford the Keen Cornwallis, and of course, Sir Kenneth Antonio. Now, Sir Dangle, we have another pigskin on the pitch this weekend. What do we have for the match? Indeed, gents, we've got the Miami Dolphins... At the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this game, of course, not in Jacksonville, but in fact... Oh, bloody hell. I know, I know. In, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Um, why do they keep picking these terrible games for us? They're just the, the dregs of the NFL every single week on our television. I, I've, it's very hard to justify waking up at 6.30 to watch these games. In any case, the line on this game, the Jaguars giving three points to the Dolphins. The total in this game, 47 and a half points. I, I really don't want to bet on this game. You, you couldn't pay me a wooden pound to bet on this game in real life. But here we are. Oy! But we will. And let me kick it over to the one gambler on this show who hit his bet last week. Clifford the Keen Cornwallis, what have you? All right, boys. Well, I think this game is a very fucking... Uh... It's an interesting game. I feel there'd be no, <laughs> there's no, there's no ebbs and flows about this game that would make me want to bet it. I will say this: the one bet I will say is Trevor Lawrence and Tony Squares is there laughing at me. It's my birthday. I've had many, many pints. We're fucking gambling on English football in London, but fucking a Trevor Lawrence. Over 269 and a half yards passing plus rushing. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, fuck. That's an over. That's an over all day. So give me T. Lawrence for the Jaguars. 269 and a half over. Sir Dangle, what have you? As I said, I, I, you really couldn't pay me to bet on this game. But I, I suppose if we have to, um, you see my heart here. I'm a, I'm a Jaguars fan. Uh, the Jaguars have an enormous fan base in London. Lots of fans there. The team does a ton of outreach uh, with European fans. Or as I'm told by my uh, United States counterpart, uh, Matthew Dangle's D'Angelo Antonio, who used to cover the Jaguars. And there's usually good Aye. money on him bringing it up in any conversation that you ever have with him. Uh, you might remember, talk about <laughs> the Jaguars moving to London even not long after Shard Khan bought the team in 2012. But travel concerns aside, I think this is a good spot win for the Jaguars against a Miami team that has struggled to put points on the board and keep other teams out of the end zone. So, I'm going with the Jaguars money line at plus 145. I know there's not a lot of public money on them. I know this isn't necessarily maybe where all the shops are going but maybe that's an opportunity for me to make some money here and win on the Jaguars with plus money. I've taken the Jaguars money line in London where they have a huge fan base plus 145. Tally-ho, tally-ho indeed, Sir Dangle. I love it. Now, as you may know, the head coach of the Jaguars is one Urban Meyer and he is, as everyone knows, a family man and a man of faith. But, as you may know, he enjoys some piggly wiggly. Now, I went down to my corner pub and I found a specialty prop bet for this weekend. So, mm. during his time in London, which will Urban Meyer attend more? The church or the brothel? And I am taking the brothel at minus 0.5. And that is it for the West End Gamblers. Let me kick it back to the West Coast Gamblers. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. 
All right, a special thank you to the West End Gamblers for helping us out once again. You'll be happy to know that is the end of the London Slate and the end <laughs> of the West End Gamblers, perhaps forever. Who knows? But it is time oh. now what to go to the, sun- <laughs> the Sunday Night Locks, the Sunday <laughs> Night Locks. Now, all of us have been doing really well on Sunday night so far. Dangles, you are 4-1. and one. Schaefer the Sharp, you are 4-1. and one. Myself, I am 3-2, and two, a winning record trying to catch up to you two guys. We really have a handle on this Sunday night primetime game. It's usually the best game of the slate, so I'm excited to see what happens this week. We were 3-0 and last week, looking to do it again. What's up for Sunday night, Dangles? What do we got? All right, uh, we'll stay in the for another primetime game in the state of Pennsylvania. We go to Pittsburgh this time. It's the Steelers at Heinz Field hosting the Russell Wilson-less Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith yeah. will be making the start for Seattle, which is mm-hmm. uh, probably why the Seahawks are five-point underdogs here. I don't think that would be the line if Russ were playing this game, considering how poorly Pittsburgh has been playing from week to week this year. Uh, uh, so as I mentioned, five points in favor of the Steelers for the line in this game. The total is 42 and a half points. And I'll just jump right in with the total. I'm taking the under on this game, guys. Um, I, I, You know, look, you call me square, but I think that there is not going to be a lot of points scored in this game. We That's don't not know a what, square bet. We don't know what to pick, uh, expect out of out of Geno. Well, that's good, I guess. I'm glad. I, I, I We don't know what to expect out of Geno Smith. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't shown me that he's going to be able to put up a bunch of points on the board or yards through the air. I just think this is going to be a, you know, there's going to be punts in this game. It's going to be a slow game with uh, with Pittsburgh trying to pace the ball on the ground. I just think this, I, I'm getting, I'm fading the Steelers uh, and the lack of Russell Hart in this game, taking the under at 42 and a half. Dangles, you're five and two on totals this year and you're four and one on the Sunday night lock. You're combining that together for the under in this game. I love it. Now, talk about a square bet. That's what I'm going to give you right here. Because when you go to some of these websites and some of these sports books, you can see that they have specials on some of these games. Not just props, but like they combine a prop together and it's suddenly a special. And usually it's like, you know, Gronk will catch 500 yards and four touchdowns against the Patriots plus 600 or whatever. But I looked at one for this game and I, I could not look away. I just kept on thinking about it, mulling it over in my mind. And I have for this game, for my Sunday night lock... Chase Claypool and DK Metcalf to combine for over 149.5 receiving yards. Yes, that is a lot of yardage, but hear me out on this. When Geno Smith came into the game in that fourth quarter against the Rams, yes, they were behind, but they could very well be behind in this game as well. He targeted DK Metcalf four times in that game in that fourth quarter alone, and that was when Jalen Ramsey was on him. The Pittsburgh Steelers don't have a Jalen Ramsey. I think Geno continues to target DK more than anyone else in that team, and he'll get his. On the other side... You have Chase Claypool, who in week three had 16 targets alone in that game, was hurt in week four, came back in week five, and got all of his targets for almost 100 yards. Also, if you remember Seattle playing against the Rams, Robert Woods ate up the middle of the field about 15, 20 yards deep over and over and over again against his Seattle defense, which is terrible against the pass. I think Claypool, with Deontay Johnson covering the outside, no Juju Smith-Schuster, Claypool is going to live in the middle of the field during this game. Chase Claypool and DK Metcalf put them together over 149.5 yards on the game is my Sunday night lock at plus 120. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going? Tone and Dangles, both of you. I actually enjoy both of your bets. Uh, I like those. I, I like the Claypool um, combo bet with DK there, and like the under too. is good, Dangles. I will say I'm going to kind of go on your under here, Dangles, and kind of parlay it into – my bet, which will be 
Of course, the only way I can go, I'm going to take the points here with Seattle. Mm. I mean, Geno Smith and the Pittsburgh, points, huh? I absolutely will take Geno Smith and the points for a couple of reasons. One, obviously Seattle played on Thursday night, and they're playing on a Sunday night here, so they get a couple extra days of rest. Now, Russell was announced out immediately after he went out on Thursday, so Geno's had a week plus of first-team reps. Yep. But, boys, I mean, this Pittsburgh team, the offense specifically, what Dangle said was the most disappointing unit through five weeks, which I completely agree with. I just don't think they should be laying five points in a spread that is that low. Sorry, in a total yeah. that is that low. Yeah. So even this is home? Seattle season. Even at home. I, I know Carroll's going to like this. Is This is kind of like kitchen sink game. The Seahawks need to get three and three. Three yeah. and three is a huge difference than two and four. I really think that at all costs, Seattle is here to win the game. Um, and I just don't think Pittsburgh can get margins. So if you can give me even a Geno Smith team with five points and the Seahawks, Give me the Seahawks at plus five. That will be my Sunday night lock. Interesting. And I mean, I've got the balls to take that one, Drew. I hope yeah, it hits for I you. But either. that is I looked at it. That is it. I also looked at Big Ben to throw an interception. Denver mm. dropped about seven of them in their game yeah. against Denver. <laughs> but let's move on now. That's the end of the Sunday night locks. That's the end of the individual primetime games. It's time to go to the potpourri of bets where we bet five games for Sunday. Five bets coming at you next in King of the Coast. Can't wait. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. All right, boys, it's time for King of the Coast. Three sides, one teaser, one total. Each of the hosts here is going to give out five bets, and they're all confidence ranked. That first side we give out is worth one point. That second side is two points. The teaser and the total also worth two points. And finally, we end with our backup the Brinks truck guarantee side for three big points. Dangles, we've talked about how well you've done in the primetime games. This is where you've struggled on the season. You're nine fifteen and one, only nineteen points on the year. This is the feel. This is the week I think you turn it around. Schaefer had a pretty big lead. And then last week, I caught up to him. Schaefer, you're 15-9-1 in King of the Coast picks so far. That's 29 points total. Myself, I'm 14-11, but I've accrued 28 points because I keep hitting my Brinks truck bet. Go, Chargers, go. Let's start off now with the one-point side going to Dangles first. What do you got, my friend? All right, I have the Cardinals covering at three points against the uh, the Browns. Uh, I, I was looking through my power ratings this week, and I've actually got the Browns or the Cardinals favored by about a point and a half in this game. The Browns are a team that can put up like 40-plus points. We saw that last week against the Chargers, even though they didn't win. They're also a team that can put up 14 against a bad Vikings defense. Even if Miles Garrett is in the backfield, 
Kyler is just built different than any of the other quarterbacks that he's faced this year, with the exception of Patrick Mahomes, who I don't think is quite as just as a mobile and running threat with his legs as as Kyler is. He's just he's just built different. The Browns have won by running the ball down their opponents' throats, right? Like Chubb has yet to rack up less than 83 yards in any game this year. I think the Cards are going to be spending all week figuring out how to get their 31st ranked rush defense, according to PFF, ready for this game. And lastly, Baker has really struggled passing the ball this year, and that was really evident last week. He's got four touchdowns all year long. I think this game comes down to whether or not you believe that Baker Mayfield, if you're going to bet on the Browns to win this or cover the spread, do you think he can win this game with his arm? Because he's they're going to have to be in it. This isn't going to necessarily be a game where they get to, to run the ball a ton, the Browns, I don't think. Um, and his play right now just doesn't make me think that he can. Um, the cards are ranked third by Pro Football Focus for whatever that's worth in coverage uh, this year, which is not going to make things easier for Baker. So Cardinals plus three at the Browns. I think they win this game outright personally, but I do think they cover. That's an interesting game. I can't wait to watch it. Not sure if I'm ready to bet it. I will say though, Dangles, you're six and one when betting on the away team and taking a side on them. Six and one. So maybe, maybe you just know when the away teams have it coming in. Myself, my one point side, this was a tough one because you see the flag behind me. I almost went with the Green Bay Packers minus four and a half simply because Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears, owns the Chicago Bears. He's 19 and four against the spread lifetime against the Chicago Bears. Almost did it. Couldn't quite get there, though. Instead, I'm going with a line that looked a little fishy to me. In fact, the reason really re- the real reason why I didn't do it is because on the season, I'm one and two when betting on Green Bay games and I'm one and three when betting on Chicago games. So I just had to stay away. Instead, I went to a line that looked fishy because I'm really confident in the two teams. New England was going to come down emotionally from that Tampa Bay game, and they almost lost to Houston. They looked pitiful, but maybe that was just a letdown game and they come back. Dallas, on the other hand, has been beating people up left and right. They cannot be stopped since that Tampa Bay game, and they're going into Gillette, and they're just minus three right now. It was actually minus three and a half earlier today, so the line's moving away from me. I can't not take the Dallas Cowboys in this situation. That run defense in New England is bottom 10 in the league, and all Dallas wants to do to establish anything is establish that run with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And the offense of Mac Jones, it's just not doing it for me. And I think Dallas can get enough pressure on this team that's still going to be missing a lot of offensive linemen, starting offensive linemen. I don't think New England's going to be able to move the ball at all. And that total's pretty high, too. It just everything seemed fishy to me in that game. I'm taking Dallas minus three because I'm 4-0 and when betting on Dallas games. I'm 3-0 and when betting on New England games. I think I know these two teams. I'm looking forward to continue. Dallas minus three is my one-point side. Shafe of the Sharp, where are you going? Boys, uh, the theme of my sides this week are going to be putting lipstick on a pig, which you might be able to see me put lipstick on uh, later in this uh, program. But um, for my one-point side, uh, I'm going to play the Houston Texans and the Davis Mills train at plus 10 over a depleted Indianapolis Colts team that has to be just in the dumps after blowing a lead and making my survivor uh, pool last in one entry with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, that was an epic collapse on Monday Night Football. Yeah, We were recording live in the studio while it happened, and, you know, I think Indy has to feel, even though they are in a bad division, and this is a division game. They're one by and chance, four, and they're in second place. They are. It, they are. They are decidedly in a bad division. A hundred percent. And I think this is a game where they just 
are focused on one thing and one thing only. They just want to get a win and get the hell out of there at home. Yeah. And Davis Mills, man, I mean, after this first two kind of really piss poor starts, he showed some life in that New England game. I think he's got some confidence. I think the Texans are kind of the poor man's lions. And before you say poor man's, yes, they have one more win than him. But no one's going to convince me the Texans are a better team than the Lions. You just won't do it, so don't try. But I do think that this team has a lot of fight. And give me the Texans plus 10 and obviously an exhausted, mentally fatigued, letdown spot for the Colts. Yeah, They shouldn't be laying 10 points to anybody. So my one-point side will be the Houston Texans plus 10. Well, let's jump to our two-team teaser. Now, a teaser is when you take that spread and you add points to it to help you out, except you got to tie two bets together to make it work, and you got to hit both. For instance, I'm taking Houston as one leg of my two-team teaser. I'm making it a seven-point teaser. Schaefer the Sharp gave Houston plus 10. I now get Houston plus 17. All the things Schaefer said are correct. And Indy is missing five defensive starters right now, missing practice. I I just think Indy's going to really come down to this game. I think they're going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Houston plus 17 is the first leg of my teaser. The second leg that also must hit. Guys, I, I, I can't quit this Carolina team. I just can't quit this Carolina team. They're a home dog right now to Minnesota, and I couldn't tell you what Minnesota is. They almost lost to those rich man's lions that Drew loves to promote. (laughs) Thank you. If I get seven points on that side and I get Carolina plus eight and a half in a game where the total's in the mid-40s, I think I got to take it. Carolina's defense is really, really good. If you watch that Carolina and Philly game, Sam Darnold made mistakes and Philly came back due to a couple of those mistakes. He very well could make the same mistakes against Minnesota. But Jalen Hurts made plays with his feet in that game and extended drives. Kirk Cousins ain't that guy, pal. I'm going Carolina plus 8.5 tied with Houston plus 17 as my two-team teaser. Dangles, what do you got? I'm kind of taking a different spin on this uh, Texans and Colts game as the first leg of my teaser. I'm teasing the Colts down to minus two and a half. uh, I'm sorry, minus three in a seven-point teaser. Uh, The Texans have lost their last 16 games where they are a seven-point dog or more. I just don't think this is is the team that's gonna they're gonna end up breaking that streak against the Colts. Yes, they played well against the Patriots last week, but this is still a Texans team that is beatable. They're feisty. They're they've shown that they're feisty. But this Colts team also wants revenge after the after the meltdown that you described. I saw some criticism of Frank Reich being a bit conservative with with his play calls, especially towards the end of the game. And I would tend to agree with that. There was a pivotal moment where they were up eight points and they got a first <laughs> down, and then like they ran second and third down as opposed to trying to throw something for the end zone. They were in the red zone for this, you know, for the final blow that would have taken the Ravens out of the game. And instead, they end up getting a field goal blocked. And we all know what happened after that. So I think this is going to be a come-up game for the uh, the Colts. I do think they they win. The the spread may very well cover, but I like like a field goal in this game for them. And then the other leg of my teaser, I'm teasing the Rams down from 9.5 to 2.5 points against the Giants. Do we know yet if Daniel Jones is going to play this game? Because I don't think he knew what day it was when he got up after that hit. Uh, it was really scary. We, obviously, we all saw him, Terrifying. if you're watching the game, stumble on the field. 
you know, he got, he literally had his, his lights knocked out. So yeah. uh, we don't know what this Giants team is going to be. The Rams are the Rams. I don't have to tell you why they're the reasons why they're good. I think two and a half points is an easy cover for them in this teaser. So uh, to recap, I have a seven point two team teaser. Or I'm teasing the Colts uh, down to three from 10 and the Rams down to two and a half from nine and a half. Yeah, I wanted to take that Rams game as one of my sides, but I just needed to know for certain that it's going to be long neck Mike Glennon playing and not Daniel Jones because yeah. I can see Daniel Jones getting the backdoor cover there. Yeah, I like the tease a lot. Drew, uh, Shay for the Sharp, what is your tease of the week? So my tease of the week, boys, I'm going to actually, I'm going to piggyback up what Daniel said. I am going to tease the Rams at a six and a half point teaser Ooh. at minus 120. I'm going to tease them down to minus three uh, for all the reasons that kind of dang said. I mean, listen, if Mike Glennon starts for the Giants without Saquon Barkley, without potentially Kenny Galladay, uh, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a disaster, but besides all that, remember shape of the sharp loses a survivor pool in week 15 last year when a New York team called the New York football jets go into Los Angeles in week 15 and inexplicably beat the Los Angeles Rams at 17 point <laughs> road dogs. I just think McVay will have that team ready to roll. And I don't see them. Yeah. Uh, I see them covering the three-point margin. And I'm going to go back to what we said on the Tuesday show. I think this Washington football team is the most pathetic, disappointing unit in all of football. And I do think the Kansas City Chiefs at two and three have to be pissed off. And unlike you know most teams that have Super Bowl hangovers or blah blah blah, this team, the Kansas City Chiefs, will make the playoffs and they will have something to say come January. I feel like Patrick Mahomes all this nonsense about him turning the ball over, which is true. But I do think this is a game where he might flex his muscle and really show his offensive prowess. I definitely lean over in this game. I know it's the biggest over on the board this week. But giving the Chiefs to win and pick him. Yeah. I mean, come on. The Chiefs aren't going to lose this game against a pathetic football team. So yeah. I'll have the Kansas City Chiefs PK with the Rams minus three at a six-and-a-half-point teaser. We're back on the teaser train, boys and girls. Share the sharp. You won't lose with me. Come on board. He is four and one on teasers. He was and four and out, numbers. but he is four and one. Kansas City pick him in LA minus three. Let's move on now, Dangles. We're going to you first. Back to the sides. These sides are worth two points in the King of the Coast rankings. Where are you going with your two point side? Tony, you brought this game up already. I have the Vikings. I'm sorry. I have the Panthers covering a point and a half against the Vikings at home. We talk about road dogs a lot. I feel like this Panthers team is a great. Uh, I'm sorry, home dogs to home a dog, lot. Yeah. This is yeah. This is a great home dog to bet on against again a Vikings team we're not really sure what they're gonna they can score they have offensive weapons but is Kirk Cousins gonna be consistent is he gonna be able you know to put the ball in the end zone and and furthermore is the defense gonna be able uh, to hold up against against Sam Darnold who we've seen run the ball a lot he's made his connection with DJ Moore they have a decent passing offense there and I think they're probably a little salty about losing a game that they shouldn't have to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, so my two point side is the Panthers plus a point and a half against the Vikings at home Dangles I know you got your own version of the power rankings there but i will say when betting on these teams you're zero and two when betting on the panthers you're zero and two when betting with the vikings so mm. time to turn that one time around to turn it around uh my two-point side listen drew did this last week when urban meyer had all that bullshit going around he's like how can you not take tennessee minus four and a half and i said any other team but tennessee any other team but tennessee and i'd feel confident how do you not go against the raiders this week <laughs> How do you not go against the Raiders this week? They're going two mile high yeah. to that stadium and trying to play Denver again. 
dropped about 17 interceptions in that Pittsburgh game. That game should have been a Denver win. I watched it twice. Denver's going to win this game. I'm taking Denver minus three and a half, and I don't even think it's that close. Shay for the Sharp, where are you going? Interesting, Tony. I did look at that game. Oh, Denver's offense is tough to bet on covering points. They just they just struggle so much to score. I, I, I do agree. lean your side, though. I think that's interesting. I can't wait to see how that plays out. But, boys, you can call me a lot of things in my show, but you will not call me a homer. You will not call me someone who bets on his team because I think they might win or I think I have a feeling. Because if you go back and you look at the tape, I bet against my team every time this year when I make a bet on the show, whether it be teasers or sides. Yep. I am betting. And may and may I cut you off and mention you're four and one when betting on your team or against your team. Four and one with the Detroit Lions. And that is why I am betting on my team for the first time, the debut of the 2021 season and the West Coast Gamers. I am betting on my team, the Motor City Kitties, plus three and a half. I love this number, and it's time. We saw what Baltimore did, and they kicked that field goal, and Tony had a good point. Do they quit on their team? They didn't quit. They just sucked. And by sucked, I mean they had, like, they were the first team in four years to turn the ball over inside the 10. By all metrics, by all statistics, they should have not only covered that game, they should have a chance to win. Last week, yeah. they, this team, guys, it does not quit. It, does, it doesn't matter. If, if they have Frank Ragnow, if they have Romeo, if they have Okuda on season-ending IR, it does not matter. This team is mm. playing hard. Joe Burrow coming from a, a – just their, their, their kicker is celebrating what he thinks is a game-winning field goal, but no, it's not a game-winning field goal. It's a game-extending miss. So he's got yep. throat surgery or whatever the hell it is. He can't even speak. He has vocal practice where he just – like is a is a fucking mime for forty hours? Are you kidding me? This Lions team is, it's hungry, man. It 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 deserves a win. It's got to get a win. I don't think they're playing to cover three and a half. I think they're playing to win. Give me the home hungry ass dog and my Motor City Kitties plus three and a half. That's my two point side. Let's go Lions. If it keeps on raining, the levee's gonna break. And I hope that hits for you, Drew. I really do. But let's move on to the total. The squares bet we give out all year, all show. It's also worth two points in the King of the Coast rankings. Dangles, we already said you're 5-2 and two on the year when taking totals. Where are you going this week? Uh, I'm going to bet on uh, my New England Patriots here. I think I've done that a couple of times this year. Uh, uh, but I'm Not taking too the, well, but I'll not, let you go. Not too well, no, but I'm hoping to turn it around here. Uh, the total in this game, Dallas and New England, is 51 points. That seems, yeah. yes, the, yes, the Cowboys are very good. Yes, they can hang 44 on you, sure. But... I think they could get out early, unfortunately. You mentioned the running attack of the Cowboys, Tony, and 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 the Patriots' poor run defense. They're a much better coverage team than they are uh, a run defensive team. And look, Mac Jones, from a fan's perspective, has made a lot of great strides. But for me to sit here and tell you that our offense can score at will and is prolific would just be lying. It's not the case. And, you know, I, he's making strides strides week by week it's what you want to see but we're still struggling with the same things that we struggled with last year our receivers cannot seem to get separation we can't make no. big plays downfield I, I, without explosive plays against this Cowboys team you can't win and until the Patriots show me that they're capable of making explosive plays throwing the ball downfield 
I, you know, it's going to be hard for me to take overs in this game, especially when the number is 51 points. So my two-point total is the uh, uh, Dallas-New England game under 51. I feel you. I'm just worried about Dallas. They could score 50 on anybody, frankly, but I hear sure. you. I definitely sure, hear they you. absolutely could, but I think they could get out so far ahead that it's just Zeke and Tony. It doesn't matter. The Zeke yeah. and Tony show. Speaking of teams that can put 50 up on you, I'm 3-0 and when betting on the Chargers. I'm 2-0 and when betting on the Baltimore Ravens. These two teams combined score over 27 points a game individually. Baltimore's got the best rushing offense against one of the worst rushing defenses. The Chargers throw the ball better than anybody. Justin Herbert's having an MVP year. Lamar Jackson's having an MVP year. Points, 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 points. Baltimore and the Chargers over 51 and a half. And if you want more insight into this, I uh, suggest you sign up for the Gaming Society newsletter where yours truly might have a piece in there on this very game and this very bet. Baltimore and the Chargers over 51 and a half points is my total for the week. Shea for the Sharp, where are you going? Uh, Tone, you'll be happy to know that I'm going to your Green Bay and Chicago game. I have a hefty, meaty, thick boy bet on the Packers to win four and a half conference games in the NFC North. And what do you know? Yep. They're playing on the road in the NFC North game against the Chicago's Bears, a Chicago Bears team, which they have completely humil- humiliated and dominated. Destroyed. And I feel it's going to continue. However, I don't trust necessarily Justin Fields, and I don't trust the Green Bay defense without J.R. Alexander. So you know who I do trust? I trust Aaron Rodgers. I trust Devontae Adams. I trust Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. My best bet will be Green Bay Packers team total over 24 and a half. They averaged against two against two games against the Chicago Bears last year, 35 points. Uh, I think this is a Rodgers. They take this game seriously. It's a division game. I like Green Bay to score 27. Four plus touchdowns here. Give me the Green Bay Packers team total over 24 and a half. I do love it. I do love it. Uh, just the only thing that kills me on that is my team is still missing most of their offensive line. They're still starting a lot of young guys there. And Chicago has the second best pressure rate in all of football. It's the only thing that scares me there. But Green Bay team total over 24 and a half. I do like that a lot. Uh, let's move on now to the Brinks truck bet. Back up that MF and Brinks truck. By the way, Mrs. Schaefer, I know you're still listening. You might even be watching now. I've really worked on not cursing on this show, and I, 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 that's a testament to you. Even right there, I said <laughs> MFing, not the real word there. So, you know, you're welcome, Thank you. Mrs. Schaefer. Usually I'm sorry. Thank you. Now it's your welcome. You. Back up the Brinks <laughs> truck time. It's time to take the three-point side. Schaefer the Sharp's been killing it here, but we're going to go to Dangles first. The final bet of the day, the final bet of week six. What is your Brinks truck bet? Go Chargers, go. Go Chargers. I love this team. I am taking uh, the Chargers plus two and a half points. Um, guys, I don't know if you saw it uh, uh, earlier this week, but uh, Brandon Staley was asked about what happened with John Gruden, and he delivered just everything that you want to see in an answer from your head coach, a guy yeah. who you've invested the team in. That's going to get the locker room fired up in this in, in, in this this league. It's week to week. It's things are vault. That's going to that's something that gets you fired up for this game. Yes, the Ravens are a good running team, and yes, the Chargers aren't a very good run defense. But look, I mean, you know, they have maybe one of the best in the box run defenders 
players in the league in Derwin James. If you don't think you're going to see him down there spying on Lamar Jackson for a lot of this game, you ain't been watching. Um, they're going to, and they have cornerbacks to fill that spot out there in the backfield if he's playing down in the box. Um, I, I think this is a good spot for the Chargers. The Ravens just barely snuck by that Colts team, and most of the games that they've been in, with the exception of the win against Denver, have been pretty close. Within a touchdown, the, the vast majority of them. I don't think they've played against anything quite like, again, maybe with the exception of uh, the Chiefs, this team so far this year. I'm dating the Chargers at plus two and a half. My forecast actually has them by about a point, or a, a half a point, uh, and I like that, and I like this even for them on the road. I love this Chargers team too, Dangles. I'm too. right there with you. They're yeah. so exciting to watch. For my backup, the Brinks truck bet, Listen, a few weeks back, Kansas City got embarrassed by that very same Charger team, and then they traveled to Philadelphia, and everyone was like, ah, what team is going to show up? That spread seems a little bit big, and they took care of business. They get embarrassed again by the Buffalo Bills, and they travel to the Washington football team. And Drew, earlier this week, we talked about out of all the units in the NFL, which one did you pick as the most disappointing? Washington football team defense. Kansas City minus six and a half is my backup, the Brinks truck pick. I am putting all my eggs in a basket that I know they have a bad against the spread record over the past 10, 12, 15 games. It doesn't matter. They're two and three right now, and they know they need to turn it around. And that Washington football defense is exactly the medicine that they need. Kansas City minus six and a half. Back up the MF and Brinks truck. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going? Are we doing this? Oh, wait. Yeah, time out. Thank you for yeah. reminding me. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. To, 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 to reset the slate here as he starts to play music in the background like we're in some <laughs> Hannibal movie. Well, well Listen. trust me. We're going to be in a Hannibal movie soon. <laughs> a few weeks back, we had opposite sides of many bets on a Baltimore-Denver uh, game. Drew was on Denver. Dangles and I were on Baltimore. So we made the first ever lipstick on a pig bet. The loser had to make their next Brinks truck bet on camera in lipstick, being the pig themselves. Shafe of the Sharps, Denver Broncos lost that game to the Baltimore Ravens. Granted, Teddy Bridgewater went out with a concussion, but we still had him do this lipstick bet. So, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, feel free to go to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe, you won't miss a single tomfoolery BS that we do. But, let's us have the debut of the goddamn lipstick on a... I'm sorry, Mrs. Crookston, he's got me angry. Your son has me hyped up right now. Give us the first ever lipstick on a pig bet, shave for the sharp, happy birthday, you drunk motherfucker. So... My backup, the Brings Truck Bet. Oh, God. It's simple. This is nightmare fuel. Everyone loves America's team. We're never doing this bet again. But guess what? The Sharp, he's on the other side. He's on the Dangles team. We get Bill Belichick. Versus Mike McCarthy. Are you dry fucking me? Are you dry F U C C K I N G in me? It puts no. the lotion in the basket. The lotion in the basket. I love, and I mean love the Patriots plus three. Do you love the Patriots plus three? I love the Patriots plus three. Oh, God. We've just been fired. Oh God! We've there goes our fired. distribution deal. It's all there over. goes there goes the ad buy. It's all over. There goes the production company. No chance. We just saved up for a G five. Gone. 
Well, this is the kind of thing that ends your career. If you couldn't make it out on the uh, YouTube or the podcast, Schaefer the Sharp somehow is taking New England plus three as his backup Did that go trick off? bet. Oh, it, no, it went great. You look like yeah. a clown. Uh, oh, but does he, though, or does he look like a lady of the night that caters exclusively to clowns? It's kind of like a lady. I don't even want to. I like that. Not, not going to say that joke. Not going to say that joke. We're going we're gonna to be better. We're going to be better. Let's move on. Let's end this goddamn show. Thank you. We are the West Coast Gamblers. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio. And that is it for the West Coast Gamblers. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.